For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the second hour of the Live With Me show. Rank. if you would like to join us today, be part of the show. Give us a call at 269 441 9595. You can email me at rank R E as an excellent N K at townsquaremedia.com. Do people listen to this show? Yeah, they do. You remember last week I pointed out, well, one of you pointed out to me that Bronson Hospital on their COVID 19 page was telling us all, and I thought it was great, great transparency, how many patients were in the hospital for COVID, being treated for COVID, not with, but the way I understood it, being treated for COVID. And on March 9th, there were 32. And of those 32 patients, they broke it down, 18 were fully vaccinated. 14 were not vaccinated. Well, that doesn't jive with the narrative that they're pushing out there. The narrative should have said two were fully vaccinated and thirdly, 30 were not vaccinated. No, this was 18 fully vaccinated and 14 not vaccinated. And it stayed like that for a few days. And then it switched, it flipped to about 18, 14, something like that. Five days later, I think it was the other way. So 18 unvaccinated, 14 vaccinated. Okay. So I thought that was a great piece of information for you guys uh, to look at and see. I got an email this morning from a listener. She said, hello, I'm a listener from Kalamazoo, 63 years old and retired. You had an interesting segment on the 14th of March about Bronson COVID hospitalizations classified by vaccinated and unvaccinated patients. I took a snack. Snack? Well, she may have taken a snack, too. I took a screenshot of that graphic on the 14th with the intention to do so every day. My primary doctor, with whom I've had over 25 years and is since affiliated with Bronson, keeps encouraging me, encouraging me to get vaccinated and gives me all kinds of numbers and data about COVID vaccines, death, etc., And yes, Bronson, or at least his practice, actually discriminates against the unvaccinated by not allowing us to see the doctor for a sinus infection, congestion and headache, no fever or coughing, and sending me to urgent care instead. Never mind the substandard care that I got there. Anyway, as of yesterday, March 15th, a day after your show, The information about Bronson COVID hospitalizations classified by vaccinated and unvaccinated is no longer available. I guess Bronson listens to you too. Thank you for what you do. I'll be listening more. Now, was it just a quinky dink? After I brought this up and Bronson's in several of my uh, stations, listening areas. 
Is it just a quinky-dinky? Or is it, as I said, uh, they no longer want to follow medicine. They have to follow politics. They're not following medical or science or medicine. They would be following politics. Is that's why they took it down. Now, will it come back up? Is it being taken down for what, some other reason? I don't know. I'll try to contact them. But I thought, wow, that's interesting. That's gone. Because it destroyed their narrative. They're afraid of real data. They're afraid that if people see it at one hospital, they'll then just say it's everywhere else. Well, every hospital should be showing us these numbers. Transparent with these numbers. So we know. But if it's against the narrative, they won't show it to you. Yet they're all up in arms, the left about to... uh, Putin in Russia, oh my gosh, he's trying to uh, uh, not allow information out like we did all during the election and continue today. Like our tech companies, like ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, uh, CNN, New York Times, Huffington Post, Detroit News, Lansing State Journal, Detroit Free Press, LA Times, Chicago. I could name you everyone. All of them. We're suppressing information from you. All of them were not allowing you. And I don't mean just as bad as the big tech who were just blatant about it and should be uh, uh, punished for doing so. Taking away their section 230 or 320. I think it's 230. But it's them that are suppressing information. Is this Bronson suppressing information? Not if they bring it back out there. They were just doing something to fix it. If not, they're suppressing information. And in a way, because of that, allowing disinformation to exist out there. Also, real quickly before I forget, because I I forgot yesterday, and it was on my show notes. I shouldn't have forgot. I told you when Jesse Smollett, you know, the um, liberal Democrat who... uh, made the Chicago police go after a fictitious characters. And it was all along, it was him trying to hang, uh, put the noose around his head and everything else. It was him, he paid people to beat him up, rough him up a little bit, but not in his face because he thinks he's too cute. And then he was sentenced to 150 days, which is only 75 days in Illinois. You only have to spend half of your time, your sentence. Why do you give a sentence? If you don't intend them to have to say the sentence. Now, I guess they would say, well, so in reality, they should say the sentence is not 150. It's 75. But if you break this, that or other thing, we can double it. I think I think I think it's disinformation in a way when you hear a judge or someone in the court or anywhere else saying someone's in uh, sentenced to jail for 150 uh, days. But in reality, they only have to spend 75 as long as they're nice and they're good. That's disinformation. Wouldn't you agree? Anyway, he went crazy, if you remember, acted like he was cuckoo after he got uh, uh, his sentence. Uh, I will not commit suicide. I will not be Epstein or whatever he said. My wife said to me, you know, he's doing that. So he has to go to the cuckoo ward at the hospital and be able. No, that's my word. She said she's not like me. She said psychiatric ward of the hospital and uh, live a uh, serve out a easier sentence. She was 100 percent right. 100% right. He's now being kept in a psychiatric ward to be protected, I assume.
269-441-9595. couple things real quickly. My interview with Jace Bolger, you can certainly give us a call about that. What do you think about him? And, uh, well, it's a bipartisan effort to reduce the number of years that people can serve here in the state of Michigan from 14 to 12, but open up their ability to serve all of it in the House or the Senate so they're staying longer in the Senate or, or longer in the House. I thought he gave some really good reasons. I'd love to hear from you guys. Also, bringing f- full financial disclosure here in the state of Michigan. Only Michigan and Idaho is the only state out of the 50 states, or as Obama said, 57 states, that don't have full financial disclosure of their office holders. So two states, or if you're Obama, nine states, don't know what the other seven states are. Don't ask me. It's probably me because we were told how brilliant he always was. Yeah, that's that's right. And they wouldn't allow us to see his... uh, transcripts from harvard right we couldn't see his grades at harvard yeah that's right but we were always told how brilliant he was 57 states he still hasn't told us what those other seven states were but maybe he's just holding that back as a teaser who knows one day he'll come up so we're only one of two states idaho and michigan that does not have full financial disclosure you'll see a petition coming around they need four hundred and twenty-five thousand and fifty-nine signatures for it to become on the ballot, they need it to become on the ballot. They need that many because it's a constitutional amendment that would need to be changed and then voted for come this fall, as opposed to 340,000 you generally hear on ballot issues. So you can give us a call about that. I'm warming to the idea. Love to hear your thoughts. And then I wrote a piece, Michigan Republicans want to help Michiganders. Democrats vote not to. And that has to do with the tax and releasing the or or suspending the sales tax on gasoline for six months so with that in mind let's go to Plainwell, michigan and ben ben thanks for holding on i appreciate that you wanted to discuss that yes uh just a little point here uh you wondered if sales tax was charged on the uh well i used to wonder road tax yeah, I, I used to wonder. Now I found out it is. What I don't know is do they tax the tax? They tax the federal component, not the Michigan. I, I used to work for a petroleum distributor, and that would come up a lot of times. The customers would say, well, what's this? You know, if we had a full filled-out invoice. I said, yeah, we have to charge it on the federal tax also, but not the Michigan. And they would get, oh, blah, blah, blah. How do you, how, I I can't believe it's legal to tax a tax. Well, somehow, at least in Michigan, maybe those seven other states don't, you know, Obama's seven, but uh, I'm looking right at the, I'm looking right at an an annual return. I pulled one of mine out and uh, I'm not in, but it's, it's the same form for everybody. Can you send that to me? So I have a, some uh, thought of yeah, yeah. Anyway, you take the gross and you subtract out the non-taxable things. Are you talking about your personal taxes? No, 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 for business. A business that collects sales tax. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's your and business you, that you used to be sub- in. Yeah, you do subtract out Michigan motor fuel, but you don't subtract out the federal road tax. Well, that's very, very interesting. I appreciate you calling in, Ben, and letting us know that. Yeah, yeah. You can find the form at Michigan Treasury. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that. 269-441-9595. How do you tax a tax? How is it legal to tax a tax? 
You listen to me, Rank, on the Live with Rank show, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Live with Rank. Appreciate that very, very much. Was just talking about that piece I wrote. Again, it's different. I know it's about the bill that was passed by the state Senate yesterday, the Republicans and two Democrats out of 16, to give you guys, give me, all of us, relief at the pump. 27.2 cents per gallon. Yes, by my calculations, if you use 20 gallons a week, You'll save about $131 in the six months. But they keep telling you they're going to do everything they can do to help you. But it's all just words. It's just words. That's why never, ever, ever, ever believe what a politician tells you. Left, right, center. Always check on them and see how they vote. Now, they may vote and then tell you why they voted one way, look at that. So yes, keep your ears open, listen to what they say, and if it perks your interest, then go and see how they vote because that's what really matters. I don't care what you tell me about. I care how you vote and how you act. So when they tell you they'll do everything possible to give you relief at the pump, and then vote no to give you relief at the pump. Who votes for that? How do you hold your nose and vote for someone who does completely opposite of what they tell you? I'm not telling you to go and then vote for the other party. Just don't endorse. I've been saying this for years. Endorse the behavior that you don't appreciate in your own party. When they just flat out lie to you, people still just, you know what they do? This is what they do every time. Okay, bend over. That's what the politicians ask them or they say, okay, I will. I don't get it. Mackinac Center for Public Policy's Michigan Capital Confidential. That's their news site. Put out a piece. Don't be fooled by gas tax kabuki. They said Whitmer joined four other governors this week, which was last week, to signal sympathy for citizens enduring a painful spike in energy prices and asked for the federal government to spend their gas tax. Now think about this. Just think Open your mind. Relax. Don't not, don't shut this out because it's coming from me. If, if they sit there and tell you, in this case, Whitmer tells you via the federal government, we should stop charging them the tax on gas, which is 18 cents a gallon to give them relief, but then turn around and says, I'm not going to do that where I have the power, if brought to me, to do it. I want the federal government to do it, which you would think then she thinks that that is a way to deliver some type of relief. But then she turns around and says, I'm not signing a law that does what I'm asking for the federal government to do for me to do here. How do you vote for that? How? 
Again, I'm not saying vote for someone else from a different party. How do you vote for that? Because your vote is enabling that behavior. Because a woman like, uh, or a person like Governor Whitmer will sit there and say, well, they love it when I lie to them. I'm just going to keep on lying to them. I get elected. I lie and I get elected. Why would I stop? So I think taking politics out, again, as I say, start from, don't start from the position of who is advocating a policy or, or a position left, right, or whomever, take the personality out, take the person out, take the party out, look at what they're doing. Okay, you have a person. We don't know who that person is, but we know it's a governor, and they're asking for the federal government to suspend the gas tax of 18 cents a gallon to provide relief to people in their state. And then you find out that same governor says she will not do that with the 27.2 cents, even more, per gallon tax in her state. Wouldn't you sit there and say, that is so hypocritical and ridiculous. Who would vote for someone like that? And then you go, you find out, go backwards. Oh, that's Whitmer? Oh, crap, I voted for her. That's who would vote for that. That's not going to happen again. Whitmer tweeted, we need to do all we can to put money back in people's pockets, quote, unquote. Yet almost all of the Democrats, including herself, she's going to veto this bill. Almost all of the Democrats voted to do the opposite of doing all they can to put money back in people's pockets when it comes to this bill. Two out of 16 Democrat state senators voted for it. And I think four out of, I don't even know, 50-something, four or five out of 50-something would afford in the House. So, like I said, perfect example. Why would you listen to someone what they say? Quote, we need to do all we can to put people's, put back in people's, sorry, we need to do all we can to put money back in people's pockets, end quote. And then they vote against all they can do to put money back in people's pockets. And the point of the article by the Mackinac Center for Public Policies, Michigan Capital Confidential, is that state governors have no control, no control at all over the federal tax. So they put it this way. The joint letter that was sent by her and four other Democrat governors is a gesture closer to clicking, quote, the care icon, end quote, on Facebook than putting money in Michigan pockets. They say she has many options to ease the pain of heating, electric, and gasoline. Here they are. She could give up her opposition to Line 5 Pipeline, which stands in the way of environmental and safety upgrades to the uh, vital energy corridor. She could remove some of the regulatory and pricing obstacles that help starve the state's emissions-free nuclear energy network. She could phase out green pork projects or encourage more in state natural gas production. And she could vote for suspending the gas tax. Now, as they put it, these may be good or bad policies, but they are within the power of the state government. And Governor Whitmer opposes every one of them. You listen to Live with Rank. We'll be right back after this with some phone calls. Lines are open, 
888-900-9595. Love to hear your thoughts. You're listening to Live with Rank. Yes, everybody talks. Specifically, looks look at politicians, but many do opposite of what they say. You know, one last piece, and I want to move on. Uh, I'll take your phone calls on this. I mean, uh, about this vote yesterday. I read in several news organizations, MLive, Detroit, Free Press, I think it was. I, I didn't see anything in the news yet about it. Discussing this bill that was passed yesterday and stating that it has to go from the Senate back to the House now. It's not going to go up to Whitmer to be voted on. And I said to myself, well, how is that? They're not talking about what changed. What happens is when a House comes from the, the bill comes from the House and goes to the Senate. If the Senate votes on the bill as is, makes no changes, it doesn't need to go back to the House. So they're stating both M Live and Detroit Free Press. I, I really think they puppet each other. One sees one do it, and then the other just reports it. Because nowhere in their article did they say what the Senate changed, which would cause the bill to be have to be sent back to the House. Also, they didn't say what the Senate bill was. It was just the House bill. Well, if you're the Senate is voting on the House bill, which I have in my piece, a link to it, and there's no Senate bill, that means they're voting on it as is. So I contact a chief of staff of a state senator and say, what am I missing here? Were you at this vote? Yep, I was on the floor of the vote. What did you guys change? Nothing. So then why are, is the Detroit Free Press and M Live reporting that this has to go back to the House? Don't know why. Let me look into it, Rank. Got back and said, no, no, nothing was changed. I was thinking maybe something in committee. Nope, nope, nothing was changed. So they can't even get little things like that. I caught it. And they would never call me a real journalist. They would call me a loudmouth, uh, uh, some type of Neanderthal that is on air exposing their unintelligent and their agenda-driven schemes. So how did I catch it? And they didn't. And it is important because something big like that, you miss something, hey, we all make mistakes. But that is not a minor mistake. That is a major mistake. Does it lend much to the, does it make a difference? No, but what it tells you, if they're going to make a mistake on something so easy and so major, what else do they make mistakes on? Let's go to the phone lines and start off in Kalamazoo and welcome Dennis to the show. Good morning, Dennis. Uh, good morning, Rank. On the uh, the motor fuel tax, the federal tax, there was a change a few years ago. Um, they used to be paid at the retail level and it's now paid at the wholesale level at the terminal when uh, the tanker loads the fuel. And the reason they did that is because the federal government... Now, hold on, hold on. Slow your roll, Dennis. What is paid? The motor fuel, what people call the gas tax. The 6% or the 18 No, point? the per gallon. Both the 18 Sorry. and the 27.2 here in Michigan? Well, the 18 is now paid at the wholesale level at the terminal because the federal government changed where that was paid a few years ago. And, and the reason they did that was they had... 
they were losing money in places where there were uh, scams, particularly in the East, New Jersey and New York scams area. Scams like people, what? Uh, and I, I believe it was it was connected mostly to Russian mobs where uh, they were selling the gasoline and uh, charging, of course, the consumer and then not paying the tax. How were the they getting the gasoline? Were they stealing it or... No, uh, the regular way, except that they were supposed to pay the uh, the gas tax, weren't paying it. Okay. I and gotcha. so they changed that to the uh, to the wholesale level. Okay. Uh, we are paying uh, uh, Michigan sales tax on that, but it's only like a, a penny. Um, it just how do you tax a tax? I, I, I it blows my mind. That you can well, legally it is tax now a tax. At the wholesale level, so maybe they're saying we're just, you know, taxing the wholesale. Well, tax, it right? doesn't matter. You're taxing a tax, and it just blows yeah. my mind that they can get away with something like that. Well, the other thing that people kind of miss is that both taxes, federal and state, are per gallon charge. It's set. Right. They never go up. Right. But the sales tax, of course can go up. So right. when gas prices double, sales tax receipts to the state of Michigan on gasoline double. So yeah, you're so today it's almost twenty four cents a gallon for your sales tax. So you're paying eighteen plus twenty four so eighteen federal plus the twenty four at four dollars and thirty something cents. Twenty four eighteen that's uh forty two, right? I mean, yeah, yes, forty-two, and then another twenty-seven cents. So that's sixty-nine, almost seventy cents per gallon in taxes. The other thing is there is. Oh, do I got that right, though, Dennis? Am I am I right? Yeah. Did you have to add right. that all? So you're right, today. They're paying. We're paying almost seventy cents per gallon on a, on ta, a, 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 of tax. It's, yes. It's it's uh it's quite a bit, and then they uh, tell the you they thing, need more. Yeah, and a few years ago when uh, Whitmer was campaigning and started this, uh, you know, going to fix the damn roads and, and all that, uh, there was a proposal to take the gas tax, I mean the sales tax on gasoline, and put it towards roads because right now it just goes in the general fund like all sales tax. And the Democrats and the deep state people just had an absolute fit saying, no, we can't do that. Otherwise, uh, you know, this general fund is going to be shorted. We're going to have to raise taxes somewhere else. So the drivers, in a sense, then are paying the sales tax into the general fund. So they're raising money uh, off of drivers not fixing the roads and putting the sales tax into the general fund. Right, right. And one other thing, uh, and if you're driving an electric car and you're not paying gas taxes, uh, then you're out of this entirely. And... So they increased the um, registration of the license uh, plate fees somewhat on electric cars uh, the last about two years ago, but it no way makes up for the fact that uh, you know they're not paying any gas tax. Right, right. All right, thanks a lot for calling in. Appreciate that, Dennis, very, very much. 269 Nine five. If you guys have a thought about what we're talking about, I'm hearing some pretty bad static within our calls. So if you guys are hearing that at break, I'm going to go talk to an engineer and see if we can fix that. Uh, so if you're hearing that, I am too, and we'll try uh, to take care of that. It happens from time to time. Now, let's talk about something different than gasoline, but we're still in driving. And I like to keep going with Michigan issues, so if I have. 
them to talk about, and I do. I wrote a piece, published it this morning, Jackson, Michigan, to install license plate reading cameras. Are you okay with that? So license plate reading cameras, they call them LPRs. You know what? Are a great idea. And this is what I admit. Very first sentence in my piece. If you can trust the government. The problem today is trust in government. Not many people these days with an open mind can honestly say they trust the government. In fact, according to a Pew survey published in May of last year, it said currently 36% of Democrats and Democrat-leaning independents say they can trust the government compared with 9% of Republicans and Republican leaders. So that's how many people don't trust the government. 44% of Democrats and Democrat-leaning independents do not trust the government. 91% of Republicans and Republican leaders do not trust the government. So the city of Jackson, Michigan, just approved last week to install license plate reading cameras on their major streets coming in and out of the city. According to an article published at MLive, they state those major streets are, and if you guys want to check them out, go to my piece at WBCKFM.com or one of the affiliates, eventually it's up, and you can read what those are. So I give you those streets. So what exactly will these license plate reading cameras be recording? A report that was submitted to the Jackson City Engineer stated, quote, the LPR cameras will provide assistance in locating stolen vehicles and identifying vehicles used in the commission of crimes. Now, as I said, the LPRs would be a great tool if you could trust the governments, local, state, and national, to only use these database or this database for, quote, locating stolen vehicles and identifying vehicles used in the commission of crimes, end quote. Do you really believe that's all they'll do? Now, how many cities are using LPR cameras and how many of those are in Michigan? I'll tell you about that more coming up right after this. Lines are open. If you have a thought about what we're talking about today, join the show today, 269-441-9595. You get the idea. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Live with Rang show. Every picture tells a story. Yes. So I'm asking you, it came up from this article I read about Jackson, the city of Jackson, Michigan, who voted to put some license plate reading cameras on uh, major streets coming in and out of the city. And I think if they were to use it for what they tell us they're going to use it, it's a great idea. They'll be able to track stolen cars, or as they say, the LPA our cameras will provide assistance in locating stolen vehicles and identifying vehicles used in the commission of the crimes. The problem is no one trusts the government, rightfully so, and you shouldn't. In fact, if you trust the government, I, you know, I, I've got a, a car that I could sell you for $150,000 because it has magic beans in it. And those magic beans uh, help you clearly see things, I don't know, I'll make something up by the time you come up with the 150K. Pew Research published a study last year. 36% of Democrats and Democrat-leading independents trust the government. <laughs> Why? 
9% of Republicans and Republican leaners trust the government? Why? What has ever, what have they done to say you should trust them? And that's where I have a problem. And I'm asking you guys, what are your thoughts? Do you trust the government to do as they say? How many cities in Michigan have LPR cameras? Well, according to Deadline Detroit, there are several Metro Detroit cities that are using these cameras. Those cities are Chesterfield Township, City of Warren, as well as 14 other police departments. I have links where you can check out where they are. Now, what does the Michigan government have to say about these cameras? Well, according to the Law Enforcement Information Network called LEAN, they have a document about it. And I give you the links to that. Also, a manufacturer of these cameras said this, quote, able that these cameras are able to capture vehicles traveling up to 100 miles per hour and up to 75 feet away day and night. Our technology focuses solely on objective evidence, not on facial recognition. All data is stored in the cloud through Amazon Web Services using a standard encryption system used by both the federal government and the National Security Agency. Oh, that just makes me feel great. The data is stored by Amazon. That should heighten your concern. According to Peter Swire, a law professor at the Georgia Institute of Technology, he said that the LPR cameras should be a, quote, privacy problem waiting to happen. Tracking license place is another level of surveillance that raises privacy issues. It raises the issue whether you can look at this data without a warrant, end quote. And that is the main concern of most Americans. The ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, is opposed to these cameras. And in a statement, about these cameras, the ACLU said, quote, automatic license plate readers have the potential to create permanent records of virtually everywhere any of us has driven, radically transforming the consequences of leaving home to pursue private life and opening up many opportunities for abuse. The tracking of people's location constitutes a significant invasion of privacy which can reveal many things about their lives, such as what friends, doctors, protests, political events, or churches a person may visit, end quote. I couldn't say it better. And for once, I am agreeing with the ACLU. I think that paragraph and that statement from the ACLU says it all. I'm going to read it once again. Now, my first objection or something I have to get over, because I agree if you were using license plate readers to try to catch criminals, I'm okay with that. But I don't know anybody who could believe that's where it will stop, especially if we know now that these the federal government has been spying on us. Not only do they spy on us, they spied on the president of the United States. I mean, you are kidding me. That's how out of control our security apparatus is here in the United States. So if they're going to spy on the president of the United States, 
President Trump, you don't think they're going to use your uh, the license plate readers to find out what anybody's doing around the world or certainly the country? So again, here's the ACLU, and it says it perfectly. Automatic license plate readers have the potential to create permanent records of virtually everywhere any of us has driven. Radically transforming the consequences of leaving home to pursue private life. And opening up many opportunities for abuse. The tracking of people's location constitutes a significant invasion of privacy, which can reveal many things about their lives. Such as what friends, doctors, protests, political events, or churches a person may visit, end quote. I, I, I repeated it because I can't say it any better. On top of, do you trust the government? I wish we could. When I was younger, I lived in a fantasy. And before I got into this, I lived in this fantasy world that the government wouldn't lie to us too much. I don't know what the government actually tells us truthful anymore. Now, part of that could be what I do. And every day I'm immersed in it. Every day I'm exposing the lies. I don't know what's happening out there. And now the private industries have gotten into misinformation and disinformation by withholding it or spreading it. So here's an example. Remember I told you I track all the numbers for COVID every day. Even on my days off, I go in and I input Michigan's total uh, number of positive cases, their total number of deaths each day they report it. Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer for over a year now hasn't thought it's been very important. So only reports it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And then even less if they have vacations on those days. It's that important to her. The United States, the CDC reports it every day except Sunday now. They said, hey, well, if Whitmer doesn't think it's that not that important about these people's lives, then why should we? So they stopped on Sunday. But I told you, ever since Biden took over, and I have the numbers, I started seeing differences because I have a formula. I take today's new reported number minus yesterday's new reported number, and I get the new cases. And, and as I say, every time I give Michigan credit, because every time Michigan is right, my formula is the same number as theirs, because they'll give you total number of new cases. No, total number of cases, total number of deaths, and then they give you uh, increased for the day or the last time they reported it for both the deaths and positive. And those always match. Ever since Biden took over, they never matched. And then recently... Out of the blue, once in a great while, the CDC matches. So back on February 13th, the numbers they gave were the numbers I had for the increases. Same thing on the 19th. I mean, the 20th and the 21st. And so my point is being is this. Then I saw over the weekend on March 13th, they agreed with the true calculations. But then, today when I put in the new numbers, they out of the blue, instead of under-reporting, they had over-reported the deaths and took some off. 
Now, I told you guys, I've been calling the CDC for a long time now. And when I get a hold of someone, they tell me someone will get back to me. I'm just trying to find out, is there somewhere else in your report where you tell us this difference, why, what it's made up of? And they've never called back. Three times I've spoken to someone at the CDC. Three times I was told they'll call back, and they've never called back. You're listening to the Live with Rang Show, and we should be listening to or hearing from Congressman Peter Meyer coming up right after this. We'll be right back after the stop of the hour break. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.